listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Three, two, one. Liftoff will start in T minus 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. Hey, everybody. This is Craig Ackerman, TV play-by-play announcer for the Houston Rockets. What's up, everyone? This is Jackson Gatlin, host of Locked on Rockets. This is your boy, Heezy, a.k.a. Raheel Ramzanali. It's Sean from Shots and Thoughts. This is Will, a.k.a. Bias Houston. This is Chucky Brown, former NBA basketball player for the 1995 NBA champion Houston Rockets. This is Timoteo Keister. What up, what up? It's Roosh Williams, the Mastodon himself. What's up, Rockets fans? This is Hollywood Don Knock. This is Devin White, a.k.a. The Gentleman. It's your boy, Von Wafer. Hey, it's Matt Thomas, radio voice of the Houston Rockets. Five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. This is Jonathan Sanford, public address announcer for your Houston Rockets. You're listening to The Summit State of Mind. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks. Everything Houston Rockets presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny. And of course, with me as always is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. GM, we weren't even planning on releasing another episode this week, but it seems that the Rockets have forced forced your boys' hands. I I think we made a collective agreement that we were going to try to use kind of this week as like a sabbatical to a degree for ourselves yeah absolutely but the rockets just didn't allow it no the rockets have decided to put themselves on the headlines and make some moves prior to free agency and hey more power to them you know with the news of uh yesterday john wall agreeing to a buyout officially and today the news about two hours ago jay sean tate um the Rockets have declined to use the team option on him and allow him to go to restricted free agency. When you first look at it in a lens of shock, you're a little confused as to why, but when you're able to think about it, then you kind of understand the thinking of the Rockets, but I guess we can dig into that later. Mm-hmm. But how are, how are you doing today, Ken? You like that? You like that? Well, you know what, GM? I do like that. I do like that. You know why? Because someone's actually asking how I'm doing today. You know, no one likes to ask producers or a co-host how they're doing today. You know, when when you're the co-host, especially when you're the one kind of the, I'm the one, I'm like the Carson Daly of the TRL events. You know, I'm the one that basically moves the the show along. No one asks me how I'm doing, so it's nice to actually be to be asked how I'm doing. I feel like a special guest. It it feels quite special. Uh, I feel better about yourself i slightly and uh you know what i'm doing pretty good today i'm doing pretty good so it's it's i appreciate you asking um i don't appreciate the tone in which you said it but i appreciate you asking (laughs) yeah you'll be all right i'm kidding i'm kidding well you know what there's so much uh to unpack here because it's just been uh such a whirlwind i guess these last few days in terms of what this rockets this is basically just what we're doing doing today is just going to unpack all the rockets news and notes that have just been happening as of late because they've been making moves even the post post draft um after getting jabari smith and the entari eason and uh, ty ty washington yeah. didn't expect them to make these moves so swiftly and quickly but it makes sense now that we're kind of digesting it the john wall news after like 24 to 48 hours and especially with this jay sean tate news so let's mm-hmm. let's jump first on the john wall news just because it was the first thing that happened first of all pour one out for john wall dude a toast for john wall a toast for john wall for just being a super professional and just doing doing what he had to do doing what he needed to do does not deserve any flack from the rockets or from the rockets fans in any way he's yeah. he did exactly what he needed to do mm-hmm. uh, there was like a maybe like very tiny bits of drama here and they're very tiny like very minute if anything and i i'm appreciative to, to what he did here in houston he he came here with the sense and the idea that he was going to be playing with harden and his best his best buddy demarcus cousins mm-hmm. under silas and it just didn't end up working out that way i'm um, yeah. obviously he had a 
pretty good season his first season here and then he sat the whole uh next season but overall i mean the 10 years the tenure was fine i didn't have any problem with the tenure but what overall what do you think now that that john wall your your favorite dougie man is uh (laughs) is out of uh, houston i'm very happy for john wall you know he was a great player before he got to houston in his short time in washington not short time sorry he spent most of his career in washington my apologize yeah like his entirety basically <laughs> and then he yeah. came to houston basically yeah his short time in houston <laughs> there it I apologize. Is. let me reword that <laughs> but in regards to all of that i believe that i just i want to wish him luck i'm very happy that he left you know there's no more drama well to be honest with you the drama is very minimal at this juncture of time but during the season you know ramping up John Wall to get to PT to find his spot in the rotation. Unfortunately, it did not happen, but at the end of the day, it's all good. Last year, um, the year that we did trade Harden, he put a lot of effort on the court to keep us afloat. Despite all of that, he did what he could. We were not good enough, and that's okay. It (laughs) netted us Jalen Green. But anyways, first of all, I just want to shout out Raphael Stone, for working this out for John Wall. Because at the end of the day, this is something that's great for the Rockets and our organization because it puts us in good standing with agents and players, and it's really good, right? I mean, think about it. John Wall's agent is what? Um, Rich Paul, correct? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And when you're in good graces with Rich Paul, good things can happen for you. So with all of that being said, you can see that Rafael Stone is playing the game the way it needs to in regards to building a team. He's trying to build these relationships that are very, very integral to running an NBA team and trying to get advantages in that sense. And yo, man, that's awesome. And I think that he's running the team to a T. He's doing a great job. And, again, shout-out to him. So, in that regard, I'm very happy about the way that it went down. John Wall gets to go to compete. And the Rockets, you know, it won't, it won't affect our cap space yeah, next no, year. Yeah, no, not at all, not at all. it all off this year. Next year, we'll still have space. So, that's all that matters. It's the one year, and the fact that John Wall's reportedly, reportedly, as of right now, giving back almost $7 million, I think about 6.5, 6.75. Yeah, just enough for the non-tax or the non-taxpayer MLE, I believe. Just a solid, dude. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, he get, ultimately he gets what he wants. It's a, it was a it's a 47 million dollar deal, so 40 around 40 to 41 million is basically going to go into his pocket here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great deal for him. It's a good deal for us. Yeah, I want to touch base again on the Raphael Stone thing that you were talking about. The, think about it like this and the way that the landscape of this team has changed and the way that Stone kind of had to come in and kind of do some cleanup like there was a bit of cleanup that had to be done there was a rep in houston we've touched talked about it before where daryl morey treats his guys like assets he treated players like assets chess pieces quote unquote right Mm. and uh, it came with the good and it came with all of the bad as well in terms of player relationships now daryl morey had great player relationships to a degree with players like james harden and you know things of that nature but then you know you got the other basically yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) then you got the other side of the coin where people there's been stories where yeah that have surfaced as of as of recently where it that daryl morey was not the not the kindest of GMs, which is fine. You're not, you're not, that's, you don't get paid to be the kindest of GMs. You're paid to produce a championship team by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. I love, though, what Stone's doing in terms of finding a perfect median and establishing these player relationships by kind of fixing this reputation that, that was kind of left in Houston when Mike D'Antoni, Daryl Morey, yeah. James Harden, Russ Westbrook all kind of just left. And it re- created that void. And I love the culture. And I think that should be the key here in terms of what this team is moving forward because now it's important. Now you're starting to get, you're getting to year two of the full rebuild. So culture really starts to be necessary. Now it always starts at the top. It always starts at the top front man- front office and management. Stone is doing a masterful job in terms of 
basically establishing these player relationships, giving Harden what he wanted, giving yeah. you know the, J- John Wall what he wanted, and we'll talk about this later. Giving Jay Sean Tate what he wants, giving him what he's worth, like, and in the process, not not killing the not killing the salary, not killing the cap, like not at the there's no expenses here that need to be made that are no greater than him keeping these relationships with his players and you know now John Wall who's a very respected player in the NBA community can now go to different teams but like, yo man these I mean I didn't play I wanted to play but obviously he wanted to we came to an agreement but yeah. you know this Stone's a good dude yeah you know what I mean you like know, I like the fact that I like the fact that he brought it at the forefront mm-hmm. and he's taking care of these guys and he's taking care of these players he's giving these guys the best opportunity to succeed and uh, but on top of it establishing that culture from the top from the jump now yeah. like him Patrick Fertitta like they're they're establishing this mm-hmm. and I'm telling you right now it's gonna you're gonna Rockets fans are gonna appreciate this Mm-hmm. They may not appreciate it now. They'll appreciate it when the championship team comes together, and the, all they'll talk about glowingly is how Raphael Stone is as a GM, whoever the coach is, how Patrick Fertitta is. They're gonna speak glowingly about them, and I already know it's coming. Yeah, I mean, it, to hop on what you were saying, that think about it like this, right? Like Raphael Stone did a great job in the sense of his trade um, for James Harden to go to Brooklyn. With all those picks, they he made the right decision in regards to sending him to a spot that would be a preference. P.J. Tucker to Milwaukee. He won a championship. I believe P.J. Tucker is probably pretty grateful to Rafael Stone for taking that deal. And, you know, like the John Wall situation, Eric Gordon probably won't be dealt unless he goes to a, a spot that would be a preference for him as well. This type of reputation is so crucial for a guy like Rafael Stone, especially the fact that he's on year two, I believe, maybe year three. And trying to establish himself as a yeah, as a yeah. general manager in this league. Exactly. And the thing about that is this is such a great thing for his relationships in regards to the whole league. In 2023, what he's doing right now, and we haven't even spoken about the Jay Sean Tate thing, that is another part of what players in the association we'll see and be like Rafael Stone treats his guys very very well and this is a team that I should strongly consider considering how he runs the squad so in regards to all of that he's running the team the right way whether all of these moves pan out is a whole other story but at this juncture of time it's doing a great job a masterful job I'll say in order to make him and the team look very very good in the eyes of the players and agents Mm -hmm. so in regards to all that it's going to be great Mm -hmm. and who knows what's going to happen later but i can tell you that good things will happen because of these decisions he looks like a million bucks like right now just as a gm i mean you're talking about a guy that literally just had to come in with so much happening like i said earlier Mm -hmm. and he's just hitting all the right buttons like he's hitting all the right buttons right now i mean everyone was hyping up the Kyrie leaving thing on on brooklyn before he opted into his contract and and for that brief moment everyone was like oh man these picks are they're looking they're looking super moist right now man i know shout out to the people that like the word moist man i'm not a big fan of that word (laughs) but like those picks look they look they garnered it looks good and to a degree it still looks good because apparently as as of june 29th on a wednesday they the team the team hasn't been able to get into contact with KD or Kyrie so it's mm. it, we don't know what's going to happen we still don't know so it's crazy the way Stone kind of just came in and he's he's just kind of hitting all the nails on the head now I, I can't say he's hitting all the nails on the head in the long run cuz we we haven't hit the long run mm-hmm. just as of right now in year in a, in a in a second year in a second year in his stint you're seeing all the trades that are being made that are really panning out, the 2023 pick that's going to be from the Bucks. Yeah, you know the the slew of first round picks he got from the James Harden trade, and how basically, and, and we even let's let's briefly speak on this too. The Dejounte Murray got traded today yep. for literally the not the exact same package, a similar deal, but a similar package, Jim. Which which I'm gonna hand off to you in a second so you can talk about. But like, I just think it's hilarious because. You know, shouts to Roosh because Roosh 
put out the tweet first, and I didn't even think about it. So, Rooster, just the freaking man, dude. Shouts to you, our uh, our co-host in our very first watch party. Uh, give him a give him a follow if you are, haven't already. A Noble and Rooster show on Apple Podcasts. But he brought a really good point where he was like, I wonder if uh, if these uh, Spurs are going to get the same flack as the Rockets after they traded away James Harden, you know, for these slew of picks. Because now it seems like that's the direction that these other teams are going to go for. They're going to go to bat on these yeah. stars that are going to get traded in the hopes that in the long run these picks are going to be worth something. Yeah. Boston set that precedent initially by getting those, you know, Jason Tatum in those drafts and stuff like that. And the Rockets are now doing it here. Now they're looking like a million bucks with these picks. And lo and behold, here you go today. Boom, DeJounte Murray gets traded for a very similar package. And, and Daniel Gallinari is nothing to slouch, out, slouch, slouch at either, but it's the three first-round picks that does it for me. GM, how did you feel overall just about that trade real quick? And, 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 and you know, interweave that with the James Harden trade and how, like, that's becoming kind of the the precedent that's being set now mm-hmm. with these uh, players. Well, I saw a tweet earlier um, right after the trade happened. I wouldn't say right after, but... Maybe say like a decent amount of time, like maybe like forty five minutes to an hour. I saw Hardwood Paroxysm, HP Basketball oh, on man. Twitter. Yeah. Talk about a great deal for the Spurs. And I'm gonna be completely transparent here. Like when it comes to people who change trends, it's not popular. It never, but when it, it never but, starts. But when off it that starts way. to work out for somebody else and someone else does it, then it looks good. It's basically telling you, like, for example, like when there's a foul, they don't get the instigator, that the guy who reacts. That's basically how it's happening here. The Rockets were the team that set the precedent in present time, and then the Hawks were able to pounce with all those picks, and the Spurs reaped the benefits. Despite all of that, I'm not going to say that DeJounte Murray is as good as James Harden. No, we're not talking about so like the, that. So the, the yeah. Rockets received four firsts. Yeah, yeah. They got, they got more. two and then a pick swap. Yeah. Correct? Yep. Oh, no, no, no. They got three, no, they got three, three and a picks. pick swap. Yeah, three But one of swap. them was from Charlotte, and 2025 and 2027 was from them. But at the end of the day, San Antonio got a great pick. They tank- got a great deal. They're taking for Wemby, obviously. They know bottom out. It doesn't matter. Bottom they're, out. They pick their. They're picking their time yes. to bottom out now. This yeah. is definitely. The, the, this is definitely by design. It's very smart. Very smart. Definitely by design. Absolutely. Um, you know. Shout out to Fire Bear, and uh, Beamoth Hug. You know they were talking about how San Antonio will probably get the number one pick because of this. I know. And right? you know what? Like I would not be shocked if that is what happens. And you know it would happen because they're San Antonio and they're not Houston. But regardless of all that. I think that it is a tad bit unfair about the villainizing that the Rockets did receive for the James Harden deal. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it won't matter because we don't... Okay, I hate to say it, guys. I love everybody on Twitter, but I just think that the Rockets have nothing to prove. There's We, we will get hate regardless because we're the Rockets. It of course. It doesn't matter. Like We can try to push that narrative at the end of the day but in my opinion it's about what's going to happen later and if we do win a title or two or three who knows i mean i'm just speaking it into existence absolutely but i just don't i don't feel the need to defend because everyone has an opinion and i understand they can feel it like where it's like they don't have anything tangible quote unquote coming in like the Rockets said, they didn't have any tangible players. Oladipo's gone. Uh, Kelly Olenek, gone. You know? So, I get it. And the Spurs are receiving Danilo Gallinari. Like you said, nothing to sneeze at. But he's not a needle pusher either. He's just merely a complimentary piece. He's so, Victor Oladipo in the overall James Harden trade. <laughs> Touche. I, I would, mean, I would put of... it more so along the lines of, you know, the Kelly Olenek line. But oh, yeah. Well, there me. you go. Yeah, yeah, no, But definitely. at the end of the day, you know, the Spurs will reap the benefits, and they'll be seen as geniuses because of it. Mm-hmm. It's not fair, but that's just how it is. I mean, and I mean, I'm not tripping about the fact that that the, the Spurs are doing what they're doing. I mean, yeah, they made the right decision. They made the right decision, and they, they have a tendency to do that 
when it happens like they, they have a past in that when they tanked for tim duncan there, there's a there's a tendency to them there's a there's a game plan to them that when it sets forth and when they do it they typically push the right buttons they're a great organization i'm not gonna hate on them but just the whole point of we were talking about just rockets fans is just basically the relation of this going into you know the fact that james harden kind of that trade really set the precedent now you're seeing the spurs do the same thing and i wouldn't doubt seeing this trend going forward if there is going to end up being a another another disgruntled not disgruntled but like a star that wants to get traded and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you get a slew of first round picks with the idea that you know a little far out not far into the future but a little far into the future where you're banking on this team to not really do well in the long run that you and you end up you know they end up basically mortgaging their future by trying to win a title now and that's okay it's what we've seen before and we'll continue to see it as uh, time goes on this is what teams do we did the same thing so it's like it's gonna it's a continuing trend and it's gonna continue as it happens uh as it pushes forward okay gm let's move forward now to basically what's gonna be happening uh or what just sorry we're not gonna talk about free agency right away actually let's talk about the jay sean tate deal let's talk about that and basically what happened so all reports were saying that they were gonna pick up this option literally i think this morning there was a report that said okay rockets are gonna pick up the option and then boom shams bomb mm-hmm. gets dropped in the city of houston by saying you know they're gonna decline the 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 team option by you know letting him go into restricted free agency a year early and I, the first thing i thought about when i when i heard that was i was like a year early really like a year early like like that was the first thing i thought about i, I was like you had another year of it but then i took another step back and i thought about it and i was like you know what they're doing jay sean tate a solid going either direction whether they want to keep him or they want to let him go into free agency look let me break it down for everyone that need, that 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 kind of is confused as to why this is happening. You just acquired Jabari Smith. You just acquired Tari Eason. KJ is not happy. KJ, or as we as of what we know, KJ is not happy and he wants minutes. Mm. There is a gluttony of forward positions of 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 sorry a gluttony of forwards that are it trying to you're trying to slot into these very limited spots that are already available here. Mm. Include Garrison Matthews on top of that, who's already going to, he's most likely going to get some PT to start the season. There's so many, only so much roster spots, only so many minutes that you can give out. They're going to do him a solid either way. They're either going to pay him, and this is my bet, they're either going to pay him, there's already a wink-wink agreement, and it's going to be agreed upon tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Or, they're really just going to let let him test the market, see how much he's worth, if a team's going to throw a good contract at him, mm-hmm. a really you know good amount of money that the Rockets probably won't match then they'll let him walk and then they'll be like you know what you got what you deserved you tested the open market you got paid 12 to 14 million a year you deserve it you know way to go you did it handshakes move on and then we move on with who we got and i'm like 99 certain if that if that happens kj martin's probably gonna stay and kj martin they're just gonna continue to develop him but i lean towards the former i think he's gonna resign i think Overall, this deal is basically just a wink week agreement for him to stay at a smaller, just that, like a like a smaller than that deal, maybe like an eight to nine million dollar range. Pay him what he deserves, and to and to forward from what we said earlier, Stone just continues to be the boss amongst bosses in terms of player relationships by giving this guy what he wants, by giving this guy his payday a year early. Like that's pretty freaking cool. Mm-hmm. And on top of it, they're covering all their bases in the process because at the end of the day, like. Jay Sean Tate is great. I love Jay Sean Tate. I would I want him to st- personally if it's up to me, I want him to stay on the team. I feel like you just can't he's got that shouts to Roosh once again. Roosh just gets called out a lot today. He's just got that dog in him. Like <laughs> that's just what that's just what it is. He's got that dog in him. Yeah. And you can't teach that. You're either born with it or you're not. And I can just imagine how he's gonna play with Jambari Smith and Tari Eason. But at the end of the day, there's only so f- many minutes that we can give out. So if he seeks greener pastures and makes more money, good for him. It's a win-win situation for Jay Sean Tate, but I also see it as a win-win situation for the Rockets. But overall, what did you think when you first saw the news, and and how is it kind of impacting your mindset going into free agency? Well, in regards to all of that, I was confused when I first when I first saw it. You know, the the thing that flashed in my mind was the Chandler Parsons deal from 2014 when they allowed him to go in restricted free agency, but. On this one, I'll say this, is the arena's exception. 
So what the arena's exception is, is that it's giving the authority of advantage to the team that had signed, or quote-unquote, well, signed that player, correct? And since he went undrafted, he cannot get any more than the non-taxpayer MLE, which could, which is probably going to be top out at like maybe 11, 11 and a half million. Mm-hmm. Just depends on what the final cap is. I'm not 100% and also certain. And also who else they may, Rockets may want in free agency. Yeah, sure. yeah, but at the end of the day, the Rockets are going to be operating above the cap regardless. And they're just paying him early because even if it bleeds into a little bit of the cap room for next year, it's not that big of a deal. It won't move. Yeah, it won't change. It's the, not that the big mindset. of a deal because at the end of the day, that this deal they're doing this as a favor for Jay Sean, and I think it's great for him. Congratulations to you. Whether he gets the deal immediately from us, or if he goes out in the open market and actually gets an offer sheet and signs it, the Rockets are likely to match, and. That's I think that's great because he'll get a four-year deal, per, likely in between the three- to four-year deal range, correct? Mm-hmm. And because of that, it starts a year early, and it'll give us more time to trade just in case if he is a piece that they want to do that with or give him you know, a bigger role. I don't think he needs a bigger role. I just think that he needs to expand on what he does. I think – well, no, I actually I, – I, I tend to disagree with you on that. I kind of mm-hmm. don't want his role to be – super increased uh, he he has a niche role to him that i kind of i think yeah, he would yeah. blend in I, perfectly I don't, I don't mean in the sense yeah. of like doing more responsibility on the court i mean it more so along the lines of just being exceptionally better at what the team needs three-point shooting obviously Is that just don't, don't sugarcoat it spacing, just say three-point shooting you need we need, we need three-point need, shooting to improve, to improve and that's okay i'm already operating under the idea that KJ martin is likely gone i don't want to say it like that but to be honest with you do you think it's between the okay Let's put on our our, thi- yeah. our our uh what is it that I said my aluminum foil caps yeah uh do you think it's between these two no I think Jay Sean is gonna be the pick and I no 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 but you but you know what I mean no no I'm saying like it's between these two like As one's in, gonna go like yeah like I think, like I think you, both KJ, aren't gonna be here I think KJ is by the gone. time it's October they're not yes. gonna be here right I, okay personally right. if you were to tell me if I were if you were to get tell me to tell you a prediction no I no think, no no prediction but yeah. just like but we can both agree that. It's going to be one, it's one of the, one of the two. Yes, yeah. I agree. I mean, it, it's unfortunate that KJ is still under contract and everything that accompanies that. But at the end of the day, he's the one that goes to trade. Jay Sean wants to stay here, and they're the Rockets and Raphael Stone are giving him the benefit. You know, he would have still would have been a restricted free agent next year, regardless. But this year it's different because we have cap room. We don't have cap room, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, the exactly. Rockets are just going to operate the way that they typically operate. And that's fine. Like, I'm okay with that. And I think that Jay Sean deserves it, definitely. He's going to get paid, man. He's like, get paid. I'm happy yeah, for man. Him. He's going from He's like one it. and a half, what, 1.8 to 2 one, million yeah. to now getting paid to like 8, 9, 10, 11 and a half to 12 million. He's earned Who knows? it. And He's congratulations. It. Yeah, absolutely. And it just shows the faith that they have in the guy. And it shows that, you know, Jay Sean is going to be rewarded by this organization. I mean, Rafael Stone, that was the first move that he made was bringing in that guy. So Rafael Stone, to him, Jay Sean Tate is his guy. So, hey, man, that's awesome. And we don't – the cap room doesn't really matter. So at the end of the day, like, we keep him, and if we make a move or two in free agency, so be it, to get another big just in there just to compete with Usman Gruba. That's cool. I'm happy with that. You know, I mean, it's going to be a very, I wouldn't say dampering off season, not in the sense. It's going to be more so just a little bit more chilling. Yeah. Sitting the sidelines. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. I mean, this excitement happening prior to free agency is awesome. The whole free agency in general is going to be crazy for the NBA. But for the Rockets standpoint, it's going to be a lot more chill. Yeah, no, I fully, I fully agree with you there, and and we'll continue to talk more about the free agency, which was going to be the uh, the next topic. But I to close the book here on the on the Jayshon Tate uh, situation. I like what you said in regards to it being Chandler Parsons. I don't think it's going to be Chandler. I don't think it's Chandler Parsons. Like, like just in terms of um, letting him hit the open market, and then all of a sudden he's going to sign a big deal with like the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, it's obvious that Jayshon Tate overall would would like to stay. As as far as we know, mm-hmm. he would like to stay, and. 
I just, uh, at the end of the day, I'm happy that, look, this guy is a tireless workhorse. He's the back, he's been the backbone of the team since, uh, the, since the Harden trade, even before then, because that was the, the 2020 season, like right after the bubble was when we acquired him. And he's just kind of been the backbone of the team ever since. He's been the locker room, as far as we know, according to reports, he's been the locker room leader. He's the defensive anchor on the team. He's the voice on the team. I, I'm, I want him to stay just because he can kind of go back to that role of just being that defensive anchor and being that niche defensive anchor on the team. And I want him to kind of tutor Jabari Smith and Tari Eason because Jay Sean Tate's played against LeBron. Jay Sean Tate's played against Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's played against Nikola Jokic and all these bigs and KD. Like, he's played against James Harden and Steph Curry. Like, all of these slew of stars. I don't think you can you can talk about a guy that prides himself so much on defense, the type of uh, mentorship he can give to Tari Eason and, and Jabari Smith Jr. I want him to stay just for that alone, just so he can continue to be a defensive anchor. And that role of his doesn't need to be any bigger than it was last year. He was asked to do just a little bit more last year, and, and now he can kind of go back to his initial role, yeah. which is just being that defensive dog yeah. and being the, um, the quarterback on defense. And I want to see him do that, and I want to see him continue to, to help develop these youngins who already have the same passion and hunger as him. Yeah. So overall, I, I you and me both believe he's going to stay. I, I believe he's going to stay too. I'd be shocked if he ends up leaving in free agency. Um, that would be a major misstep on Rafael Stone. If he, if he does leave... Um, if he does decide to, if, if he does step out and just leave, we'll probably end up making a pod like on the spot, like no matter what me, myself and the GM are doing. So you'll hear it here first. <laughs> I mean, you'll get the news and then you'll hear reactions from us. I think it's that big of a deal because we're big, uh, Jay Sean Tate fans. So we'll see what ends up happening there. GM, let's move forward now to the last topic, just free agency. Obviously we're 24 hours from the start of it. Um, we will not, well, just quick news for everybody. We're not even going to be. You know, on our phones, on from the jump, we are going to be in Minute Maid Park. We're going to enjoy some Astros uh, Yankees. So a little little that shout we will, that we will little shouts to the Astros there. It's going to be our first game going into there for the season. And uh, yeah, if you listen to this and you're going to be at the Astros game, come say what's up to the commissioner and the GM. We will be there live. Uh, with other Rockets fans and a ton of the Astros fan base, uh, everyone and their mamas are going to be there. So, you know, if you know us, come say what's up. Like we'd we'd appreciate it. Uh, mm. Yeah. So that's all that that's all we have to say there. But free agency is obviously opening up. Like you had already uh, said in regards to that, they're not going to be expected to do much. I don't expect them to do much. There are reports that we're interested in Mobamba. There is. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's garnering interest in terms of just like Nick Claxton, Nick Claxton, yeah, Moses players. Brown. I, and, and and I have a bone to pick. First of all, I have a bone oh, to pick. Colin Sexton. Too. Well, why? Are, okay, yeah, but like that's via trade. But I, why? Why are why are they all bigs? Why are they all centers? Why, why are they all? We already know what this is. We already know what this is. They're no trying slanting to, on your boy Usman. They're, they're trying to they're trying to eat into my boy's minutes. First of all, how dare they? Second of all. How is Usman Garuba, the uh, the god the god of defense, the man who locked down KD, gets an opportunity to lock down KD if he's on the bench because of freaking Mo Bamba, who's playing on our floor? Like I don't understand it. I, I why does it have to be a big? Because <laughs> you have because <laughs> you just traded for Boban. Boban's obviously gonna be he's either gonna get released or he's gonna get traded or he's gonna be the third string center. You already have your third string center. I preferably yeah. I'd rather Boban, Boban is the, as well. Boban is there. So bottom line here is there is no need to go for a center in my opinion like you you'd bring that basically be force that would oh wait no no yeah that would be four centers that would be four centers if you were to get enough space lp yeah you got lp usman and then you got boban and then you're gonna you're gonna sign mo bamba like don't get me wrong like we're gonna have the coolest we're gonna have the coolest uh center name center names in history think about it you got boban usman bamba like it's great. These are great names, but to put them on the team, I don't like that. I don't like that it's only centers on the board here. I w- if if this were me and I'm going towards the direction of the team, I would prefer to go with a veteran guard or a veteran point guard, a la like a 
not as good as Dennis Schroeder, but just someone like around that. Sign him to a one year deal. Them around, kind of just show, show them the ropes. Exactly. More so got a Ty Ty Washington a coach on the sidelines because yeah. you can um, help Ty Ty Washington. Yeah, like can kind of show him the way. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a Tyson Chandler, what he was in the in the later stages of his career being in Houston. Like I would prefer that. But look, free agency is over tomorrow. I'm not going to keep talking about this. I want to hand it over to you now. You already said, you already alluded to the fact that you're not expecting much to happen. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, what what do you think is going to happen? Just not with the Rockets, but I guess just the NBA overall. Um, I don't know if it's going to be as crazy as we all want it to be. Bradley Beal's a free agent. James Harden's a free agent. But, you know, in regards to all of that, I'm not 100% certain about what my expectations are. In regards to Bradley Beal, who knows what's going to happen? I think he stays, preferably stating. Um, it just makes too much sense. They have a deal. They have they can give five years as opposed to four years with any other team trying to outright sign him. And in regards to James Harden, this is definitely, you know, that's, that is our guy. Former Houston Rocket James Harden. With him being a free agent, what he is trying to do with Philly is that he's trying to keep them flexible. With him declining that $47 million player option, which is extremely high, would have made him the second highest paid player in the league. And to tell you the truth, I'm surprised considering that, you know, being the second highest paid player, that's an ego boost, 100% an ego boost. But it kind of states and shows where he's at and what he wants to do. He wants to help Philly win a championship. And based on what we have heard, reports state that James Harden is trying to get into great shape and go all in on 2022-2023 season. And in regards to all of that, that is awesome. You'd love to hear it. As much as I love James... And as much as sometimes I hate James for how everything played out, I will support him. And based on reports, they expect anything between, I guess, in the mid-30s. That's another, like, what, 10 to 12, maybe 15 million that frees up for Philly. So especially for a guy like Daryl Morey, that allows a lot of flexibility in regards to manipulation of the cap. Daryl Morey knows what to do in regards to all of that. If we're going to go talk about the Rockets now, this is what I'm going to say. I personally am I'm not feeling anybody, but I do like the idea of getting a Jalen Smith. I do like Jalen Smith. I think that he would be a great pickup for the team. You've always been talking with Jalen yeah, Smith. Like you've always like wanted him. He's a stretch four. He can, hit, he can hit the three at a respectable clip. And I think that as a four, it breeds competition, which is great. In regards to the fives, like a Mobamba or you don't need fives. We don't need. Sorry. We don't need them. Keep, keep I, I, I I agree with you. I I don't think we need them. No. Um, personally, that's just my opinion. I yeah. don't believe we need them. No. Nick Claxton. I I I understand the interest considering yeah, where they're coming I know, from. I know. I know. But I don't think we need it. I just want Garuba to develop. I I this is personally me being I want Garuba to develop as well. You know, and that's that's totally fine. But I know that they're going to do their due diligence because at the end of the day, they need to understand that. But I think what's going to happen is that they're going to try to probably bring in a five on a non-guaranteed and see if they compete with a Garuba and see how the preseason goes. We'll go from there, correct? So you think that Garuba should, to a degree, still earn these minutes? Absolutely. They're going to make okay. Garuba earn these minutes, and we'll see how it goes. We'll see. But I, honestly, we have to see how Summer League plays out first. Yeah. yeah. If Summer League playing out, how Garuba plays will be a huge dis, huge part of the decision-making in regards to finding out whether or not they really want to move forward with the center. But, you know, by that time, July 7th, we'll already be a week into free agency. So we'll see how it goes. I'm not 100% certain, but I don't see the rush either in regards to the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Colin Sexton thing, I don't believe in it. I don't think we need it personally. No, I'm happy. I'm personally happy with Kevin Porter Jr. Let them run. Ty Ty Washington, Dacia Nix. Let them run. Yeah, absolutely. And that's perfectly fine. Like, I, I get it. You know, you have to show interest to see what's out there. You never yeah, know what can course. happen. No, I get so, that. In regards to all that, free agency is going to be crazy. I'm really excited to see what happens. And who knows, man? 
the Hawks should be a good team. They're going to have some defense now, and they have another ball handler to help uh, Trey Young. We'll see how it goes. The Spurs are going to be at the bottom. We'll see how that goes. We'll, so we'll, well, be com- we'll be competing with the Spurs to be in the bottom. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. I we'll think see, we'll, we'll see. be around the five seven range, but that's okay. I'm perfectly, I'm perfectly happy with that. Uh, good, good insight as always, GM, in regards to our free agency. I, I guess for me, overall, I want if they're going to get anybody, um, first and foremost, it's got to be a one year deal, regardless. Um, they can't take chances too much just because of the big swing in the 2023 free agency um i'm not holding out i don't really care for the two max slots i think it's funny i think it's cool if it were to happen but i'm not like two max slots we need it like no i'm not really tripping about the two max slots uh hearkening back to the to the bema thug episode that when we had a when we had a david on he said that you know it's going to be at at least a a max contract with with a ton of room for another player. So, I guess for me, I just want to see overall what this team can do moving forward. Kevin Porter Jr., you know, continues to have the keys to to initiate the offense as the point guard. Give him another year. Now it's he's under year 2 as the full point full-time point guard. I want to see these guys compete. I want to see what these guys can do overall. And obviously, it's going to happen once we kind of get into the to the reins of summer league as well when we start seeing these young ins. I'm so excited to get to see these young guns operate in the open floor in summer league. You know, the just where the all these guys compete and try to make stuff happen. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun there. But let's close on something that has obviously made waves around uh, if, you're, if you're at least on Twitter, but Kevin Porter Jr., for all intensive purposes, has become kind of a point of, of spotlight. And what we mean by that is on Twitter, it seems like there's a belief that if shit hits the fan in any, in any way, the scapegoat went from Christian Wood last year to go now to Kevin Porter Jr. this year. There is a belief that Kevin Porter Jr. is going to be the one that is going to ultimately get the blame. I don't... GM, I don't know. I'm at a point right now where... I don't know if Rocket Twitter is ever going to be happy. Like, I've come to that conclusion. I'm, I'm, it, it's, I can understand fans, like, wanting to compete. I can understand fans wanting to, to win. But I don't understand it. You just came away with Jabari Smith... Who was a sure? Who was the surefire number one pick in the draft? Y- things are going so well this off season for the most part, you know. To basically have the downer, you got rid of Christian Wood too to go to the downer of this, and now people are starting to shift blame over on Christian Wood or start to like call out Christian. I mean, sorry, start to call out Kevin Porter Jr. And I'm just like, when will the fan base just get along ever like it just seems that there's always something divisive something to divide the group the fan base in some way from the from what we see but what from what what did you hear in terms of this of, of kevin porter jr getting the the scapegoat quote unquote and how, how do you feel about that well in regards to all of that um the discourse on twitter has been a little intense considering that there's just been a lot of um let's just say divisive takes in regards to Rockets Twitter. Um, I believe to an extent that, yeah, KPJ could certainly be a scapegoat for the team. It's only natural where uh, a fan base will place blame on a certain player due to a variety of things, expectations, negativity surrounding them you know um a lot of hype towards a team and you know when you have a golden boy slash golden ticket like jalen green which i'm not saying is like a terrible thing i totally believe that jalen green is the golden ticket because i believe that he will be that great um the only matter is that maybe to certain people they might view it that way in the sense because jalen green can do no wrong which is completely untrue but people don't want to place the blame on him in that respect um or nor jabari smith jr for that matter yeah saying that he is the guy top pick but you know if we're gonna flip the other side of the coin 
there have been issues, obviously, character-wise, with a Kevin Porter Jr., which some people can truly harper in on to an extent where they feel like they bought out of KPJ. And I understand that to an extent, but in my eyes, I believe that there's no reason for the discourse because at the end of the day, it's the, it's the off-season. There's no reason to start that conversation. The conversation shouldn't even start till October. I agree. It's 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 completely unnecessary. Um, that's just my opinion. I don't believe that it's even a point of contention. But yet unless, there's still contention. Well, it's because people bring it up unwarranted. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about that is that when you bring up things unwarranted, especially in a subject in the sense of uh, Kevin Porter Jr., it's not a good look. No, it's not. And, you know, I even got into some discourse, you know, and that happens. Like someone had even said that they believe that Scoot Henderson does not have is not nearly as good as a Kevin Porter Jr. And I think that's a little ridiculous. I mean, I get it, but Kevin Porter Jr.'s also just finished his first year as a point guard. Scoot Henderson's played point guard all his life. Uh, but at the same time, like these are guys that don't need to be compared because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I may be a Scoot Henderson guy, and I truly believe in his talent, but I also believe in Kevin Porter Jr.'s. But it doesn't mean it needs to be compared. I think that's a moot point. That's something that doesn't matter. That's a point that is just basically trying to stir the pot mm-hmm. on Twitter. And in my eyes, it's just more so a point of contention because I hate to say it, but I do think that some people are just a little bored. They're just, they're just, they're just a little bored. They're just trying to ca- cause a stir for no reason. And unfortunately, Kevin Porter Jr. is the guy that is going to be that subject because there was already a lot of contention before the end of the season. And personally for me, I may not be the biggest Kevin Porter Jr. fan as a point guard, but also I think it's too early to be like he shouldn't start or he is not good enough to be a point guard. That's not true. There are a lot of things that can be seen and learned from based on the upcoming season. I'm not ready to throw in the towel. I think that's a little premature. It's a little unfair. I believe he should still have a shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I believe that the true point guard, quote-unquote, that type of um, archetype might be a little overrated because yeah. there's not many that exist in the NBA anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, Steph Curry is considered a, quote-unquote, a point guard, but would you consider him a tr- true point guard? No. no. I wouldn't. You know, and he was finals MVP. Combo guard. Exactly. There's a lot more combo guards than true point guards. And yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying so, is that the mold yeah. of Kevin Porter Jr. is something more along the lines of what the modern NBA is. And I think that it's not very fair to start that discourse. I think it's a little premature. Even if you're not trying to stir the pot, you're still stirring the pot. Yeah. But that's just my opinion in regards to all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I think what we're looking at in terms of what this is is these people are going to stir the pot. They want to do it. That's fine. I just I don't appreciate it. I don't appreciate this coming at this point in time, especially with the draft that just happened. Free agency is just about to open up. Like if you're going to open Pandora's box on that, like why don't you open it up in August? You know when there's literally nothing happening. Like you want to talk about boredom? You're going to see boredom. The entire month of yeah, August, going from you know what I mean, like summer league. Yeah, you're literally to training about it. camp. Yeah, you got draft. You you have free agency. You have the summer league coming up. Like you you want to talk about you want to talk about your arguments. Take your crap. Like take your crap in August. Like when there's literally nothing happening. Like virtually nothing happening. So I just don't see the point in doing something like that right now. I think as Rockets fans, we just need to rise above it. We just need to be better. As a fan base, and uh, not to say that we're a bad fan base, we're a great fan base. I, me, myself, and the GM, like we've immersed ourselves in that environment. We, we, we love the city. We're, we, we try to be just an extension of y'all. 
uh, to a degree, but at the end, but what this is is I just don't want this fan base to be so divisive, so divided. Like, it cut. You need to cut that nonsense. Like right now, like you just got to rise above it, be bigger, be better. So, because there's no point. Kevin Porter Jr., who's working his tail off as far as we know, is going into that gym, deserves no strays whatsoever, and he's catching all the strays right now, unfortunately. So we'll see what ends up happening in the next several weeks, several months leading up to it. Yo, GM, let's get ready to close now here. Look, Merry Free Agency Day, because by the time this comes out, it's going to be Free Agency Day. Mm -hmm. So we just wanted to pump this episode out for y'all, and we really appreciate just continuing to give us your listens um it's it was it's so good to always kind of like that we do this and that we keep the consistency and the flow with y'all and we just appreciate each and every one of y'all that continue to listen this is uh something that myself and the gm enjoy Mm -hmm. and we'll continue to enjoy it but gm i'm gonna lay it it up to you now give it to us for the sign off one time (laughs) oh man we're already here um so anyone who listens please download us on apple spotify Rate us five stars on wherever podcast platform that you listen to. Follow us on Twitter at Summit S O M Pod. Let me repeat that at Summit S O M P O D. And follow us on Instagram at Summit State of Mind underscore P O D. And if you're really bored, Follow my personal Instagram and Twitter at JP underscore Mirabueno at JP underscore M-I-R-A-B-U-E-N-O. That's right. That's me. And if anyone that listens to this tomorrow morning or will consider it today and you're going to the Astros game, We'll see you this afternoon. All right, good stuff on the sign-off. And uh, I also want to add on to that. Go ahead and, uh, if you haven't already, go ahead and smash that subscribe button on YouTube because we're trying to get our YouTube uh, profile up and running. It is up and running as far and getting uh, each episode out. This episode actually is not going to be featured on YouTube, but if you just type in Summit State of Mind, you'll see our YouTube pop up. Smash that subscribe button. We greatly appreciate it. We're trying to gain followers and subscribers there as well, so that'll be great. You can uh, follow me on my Twitter account, at Summit Commish, S-U-M-M-I-T-C-O-M-M-I-S-H. We greatly appreciate each and every one of y'all. Um, enjoy Free Agency Day. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see what happens in terms of the Jay Sean Tate, uh, in terms of what may happen there. Um, maybe we'll get something KJ Martin related in the next coming week or so. We'll see what happens. The Rockets will most likely be quiet, but we'll see. Maybe they'll sign somebody, one or two players out of the blue and, and in free agency, but that all remains to be seen. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. Thank you so much for giving us your first listen on Rockets podcast. You guys enjoy the rest of your week and take care. The Summit The summit. Four, 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 four.